Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, so we're actually now recording and I'm going to go. Let's hope this works. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Magic Badger in Magic Badger Studio. And this is my Dumpty Dum. This is Dumpy Dum, the show about the reality ducky drama that has entered an ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the cow hoof, that is Royfield Brown, and with me I have the kick in the mush, that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Pip's face, like a bag of spanners, focuses you. Now, this week's Dumpy Dum was by Magic Badger, and what a performance. That was awesome. <laughs> Rock out. It was. It was like he had Prince in there with him. Absolutely, absolutely. Dredge Prince up from the dead and Jimi Hendrix. It was all yeah. of those. Ah, oh, but Lucy, dawn of a new age. Technically yes. speaking. Very exciting. It's only taken us three goes to get this. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> But Lucy, right, if yes. somebody wants to rock out with Prince and Jimi Hendrix, uh, or maybe rap with, uh, you know, sing along with Beyonce, send us in a dumpty dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a dumpty dum, leave us a plot prediction, or, oh, there's nothing there, or try out some new software and it'd be so exciting that you forget to write the joke that goes in this bit, then call <laughs> us on 0203 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices. And to Derek, the lone in the back bedroom, Derek is very disappointed uh, oh. this week as he bought a Charlie Dimmock DVD called Handling Your Overgrown Bush, but it turned out to be Charlie <laughs> struggling with a huge wajila. <laughs> That actually made me laugh. Well done. <laughs> if you didn't already <laughs> notice. On this week's episode, we're course from Titian. Oh, I love you, Titian. Hello, Rachel. Who wants to know when Lillian started not liking socialising? Glyn, who's glad Helen is back. Hmm. <laughs> Couldn't disagree with you more there, Glyn. Uh, Debs, <laughs> who's worried about Lillian and Magic Badger, who can foresee the return 
of Charlie. Before all of that, it's Lucy V for Women's Week in Ambridge. We began the week with Josh having a heart-to-heart with Pip. Don't beat yourself up, Pip. We all make mistakes, he said. I mean, you killed half the cows in the village and I left the keys in a piece of kit I hadn't paid for and then it got stolen and then I tried to persuade my relations and neighbours to commit insurance fraud. You know, it's small stuff. Our parents love us and we're a credit to them, aren't we? Aren't we? Pip got kicked in the face by a cow and said there was no sign of a brain injury. I'd be able to tell by now, she said. Really? If you say so. As a result, Josh couldn't play cricket and Jolene had to manage with two slips and a short leg, which must have made it look really peculiar. They sent Anisha in first to try and blind the opposing team and then it all got hugely tense. Jolene caught the ball after the Darrington batsman skied it. The crowd went wild and they lost. (laughs) Josh and Eddie had a lovely day out at a used farm machinery sale. Used farm machinery is in sample sizes and is just like new farm machinery, except it's a bit whiffy under the armpits. But if you give it a good go and a hot wash, it's like new. (laughs) Over at Bridge Farm, Justin and Lillian bumped into Ruth, who was talking about their impending nuptials. You're having quite a big one, aren't you? said Ruth. No, it's only Justin, said Lillian sadly. She's trying to work out whether James should give her away. He won't give her away. He'll try and sell her. He'll Mm. hold an auction at the church and they'll get the chap from the cattle market to flog her off and do all that business. (laughs) Do I hear £17? Lovely hindquarters. She's been covered a few times, but she's still got a bit of go in her. No, sir, I'm not accepting Costa Rican colon. No. Joey is not going down very well in the Gay Grables restaurant, unlike Ian, who always does. But his mind was completely (laughs) taken off it by Helen saying... I tell you what, I'm not doing much at the moment. And, you know, this is just an idea. I haven't thought it through. But why don't I carry your unborn child? I mean, in my womb, not in a baby carrier. What do you reckon? Let me know by Wednesday before I pop to Underwoods in case I need to get anything. Then she had a bit of a think and changed her mind. Hiya! It's me. I can't do that baby thing. Sorry. Drink soon. It's quite a relief, really. (laughs) As that would be a bloody awful story to tell the child when it was grown up. Well, your Auntie Helen said she would carry you in her tummy and I rang your other daddy to tell him and he was in the middle of shooting a deer through the head and he (laughs) called me an idiot once he dealt with the carcass and that's how we got you. (laughs) There was some funny old dialogue in this week's. Ian was telling Pat about Joey and said, I'm just waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Oh, that doesn't sound good, said Pat. No, Pat, it's bad. That's why he just said it was bad. Home truths over at home farm. It was Kate and Alice's joint birthday party. Emphasis on the joint in Kate's case. Pleasingly, overprivileged met overprivileged with Kate and Alice swapping insults before they were joined by Nolitando, who is as full of self-righteousness as her mother, tempered with the solipsism of the teenager. Oh, hurrah. Let's hope she stays around. Remind me I said that in two weeks' time when I'm plotting ways to kill her. It was Ed's birthday. Emma gave him a burst balloon and a pot to put it in and Kira gave him a thistle. Then Emma felt sorry for him. She said, we've all got to have something to aim for, haven't we? He said, yeah, I aimed at Will's dog and look where that got me. Then she gave in and said, oh, all right, then tell you what, you can stick a syringe up a sheep's fanny three times. No more, though. All right, love? Tobes popped round to inspect Pip's bruises. She was a bit embarrassed, but he said, I've always taken you as you are bending over the cattle trough, halfway up a step ladder, etc. We had a tour of the Bridget Riley exhibition with Justin and Lillian. 
Justin got a bit tired of it because Lillian wouldn't let him join all the dots up. And she suggested going on honeymoon to Rajasthan, but he was worried about the begging. Oh, she'll stop begging if you just give in, Justin. Justin is being very, very nice to Lillian and coincidentally thinks it might make things a bit easier for her if he took control of all the boring admin stuff in her life. You know, business, houses, savings accounts. Then she can really concentrate (laughs) on the important stuff, like save the sodding date cards. Justin said if they joined forces, they'd be stronger together. Yes, Justin, I think you'll find that's a Hillary Clinton slogan. And Lillian, if ever you needed a metaphor about signing up to something and ending up with the wrong bloke who turns out to be a fantasizing psychopath, I cannot think of a better metaphor. The end. Oh, that's a classic. Well done, you. You need to write more when you're off your tits on cough medicine. <laughs> really. Because that was bad, loose and dangerous, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Can I just let's, let's, can I just clarify? I was not off my tits, as <laughs> my friend so, so eloquently put it. But I, I had an extremely high temperature and was slightly doolally. That's that's what was going yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. Where I where, where I'm from, that's called being off your tits. So if you do lally. <laughs> well, oh, and I forgot. I need to apologise to the caller inners. Mm-hmm. I found out how to. Cut all the calls at two minutes. So that's what I've done. Only I didn't tell anyone I forgot to say. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know how you managed to do that. I, I didn't even know you could do that. You, I know. I went into settings and had a fertile around and I found it. <laughs> I thought I shall have a bit of that. So I did it. And then I thought I must tell Royfield. And then it went completely out of my head. I did it ages ago. Well, here's the thing, right? Because everybody was saying to me, it's gone down to two minutes. And I nearly complained <laughs> to uh, to the people who host because that's a different price plan. That's a cheaper. Oh one. no! Is it? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. More expensive well, or less? Uh, no, less expensive. Less expensive. Oh, good. That's all right then. Well, yeah. So Can anyway, win. yeah. But it but it means that when Millie and uh, yeah, she got a bit of a shock. I think I'm sorry, Millie Bell. You had to go rattling through a hundred yeah. miles an hour. Sorry. But but anyway, all's well that ends well. So n- now we know. Now we know. Yes. Lucy, blame Lucy. Yeah, so, uh, Lucy, um, mm. just before we go to, into the caller in, what were your highlights of the last seven days in Ambridge? Um, I thought. I agree. Yes, I'm going to just say lots of things that everyone else is going to say later on. Um, I very much. Well, I got slightly annoyed by the patronising. Yes, women have saved the cricket team. We would not have a cricket team if it were not for women. Hurrah for women, which got a bit tedious, I have to say. Mm. Um, Especially as Jolene was the only one we heard. You're never happy. I know. Never happy. Um, What else did I like? Just, just, Just whilst we were on the cricket, um, I actually enjoyed having detail about the cricket because we don't normally have that. And if we had it every Sunday when there's a cricket match, it become, you know, wearisome and tiresome so yeah. fast. But to have a little bit of detail in terms of, yeah. well, such and such is on the... You know, uh, uh, you know, yes. uh, mid off, and such, such and such is yeah. on the boundary. We're going to whack Jolene out there because she's rubbish and whatever. But she did actually then catch the ball. I actually thought it was actually actually quite good, and I like the fact that they still lost. 
So it wasn't as if yeah. the women came to save <laughs> yeah, exactly. the day and to make yeah. them win the championship. Yeah. But, they, but the it team just, has been saved. They just didn't saved. lose it as exactly. catastrophically exactly. as they would have done without the women. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought that was a nice touch. Anyway, as you were... I very, in... I very much enjoyed um, Kate's birthday party. Well, and I know... Apart from the arrival of Nolitando, which got right on my wick. But she's got to be there. She's, in, she's an interesting character to have there. Mm. Well, there should have been more. But I know that uh, Titian talks about that uh, later on. Uh, and I'd go so far as to say I was slightly let down because I thought there was going to be more. You know? But I do like the, the little bit of argy-bargy between her, Kate, and, and Alice. You yeah. Know? I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah. <laughs> love a little bit of sibling rivalry. And I love the way that they both they both call each other selfish and they're yeah. both, you know unbelievably blind to their own kind of failings and how completely massively overindulged they both are yeah absolutely absolutely um so ruth get um, ruth sorry pip getting hit in the mush well would, you know is that going to rearrange uh, facial features for the better or what, what does that mean <laughs> what does that actually mean in terms of pushing the story on i don't know i think it was just a way of um of Rex of of showing that Toby liked her just because of who she was rather than what she looks like. Whereas old what's her face? What was her name? The one that was the the the, the sound effect of the wheels oh, spinning and the door banging. Yeah. Kit. I don't know. Yeah, Kit Cat or something. Yeah. Um, we uh then you know he, she was all about the looks and he but he he said you know I I just like you and da 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 and they they sort of got quite friendly despite the fact that her nose was just under her left ear. So, you know, I thought that was <laughs> quite sweet, really. Yeah, As you said, I am, I am worryingly warming to Toby and Pip. You know, it happens to all of us. You know, that this... I know, this, you started uh, it. You planted the idea in my head, you git. Well, not me. I think it was, if you, I think you find out as a scriptwriter's Lucy. Right, you know, they, they actually plot these things out. They manipulate us. We're just mere, we're mere marionettes. You know, mm. at, the, at the end of their plot devices, really. Uh, but also what I did like about that was you saw a, a, a level of warmth and concern between uh, Pip and Josh. That actually they're not yeah. just yes. warring siblings. Yeah. You know, he rallied to the cause, et cetera, et cetera. And, you, and you've seen that play out in, in the subsequent week where, you know, they have um, asides to each other, which I thought yeah. was, uh, was good. Oh, can I just say as well? Um, if you must. There are two things I want to say. Um, firstly, um, I like the f- like many siblings, they actually uh-huh. get on fine when the parent isn't in the room. Okay. And I think anybody that has got siblings or has got sibling, ch- ch- you know, if you've got more than one ch- child, basically, mm-hmm. you will know that th- their behavior to each other is much, much nicer than when you're there. And then it and then it goes all wrong. And I think there's such a sort of a squabbling for attention between the Archer children. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what uh, that's what you you hear. So that you hear them being genuine when they're nice to each other. I can hear a lot of kind of back chat on this. Well, you know, I heard myself once. Right? No, I can't um, hear me. I can hear someone else. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's like a cross line in the 1970s. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I, I must admit, I can't. But I did oh. hear myself once and I just turned myself down in the headphones a little. Oh, okay. Maybe it's that. And also, we are recording this because I was late, for which I apologise, on the day that Theresa May gave her 
um, barnstorming speech to the leadership at the Tory party conference. And one of our um, listeners retweeted somebody called Cakey Do on the Twitters who mm. did this little poem. May stood on the burning deck. Her voice was all a quiver. She gave a cough. Uh, hef. <laughs> I can't say it. Her voice was all a quiver. She gave a cough. Her F fell off and floated down the river. <laughs> that just really made now, me laugh. I haven't actually seen any of the speech. Though oh, I've seen, but he, it was a disaster and a half by all accounts. Yeah. If you enjoy the day today, or um, yeah. Uh, it, uh, uh, the, the, the thick of it. That's that's mm-hmm. that's basically what it was like. Wow! If you and, and we it, letters fell off the back of the. Of yes. The... <laughs> yeah. It, it went for everybody, and then it changed to or everybody halfway through. The F fell off. Somebody gave, handed her a P forty five. Um, that pillock who Lee Nelson, the character Lee Nelson, mm-hmm. um, came in dressed as a spad, and he he um he he rushed up to the front and handed to this this uh p45 uh and then he got hustled out of the building he's, um, he's been arrested breach of the peace yeah, uh, it I is staggering that. he was able to get so close to her that's quite worrying hmm. you know the fact that all you need to be is a white bloke with a with a with a lanyard and you'll get in you know is quite worrying <laughs> oh, um talking uh, about white blokes and, and privilege yeah. josh how yeah. do you feel uh right, this del boy trotter impression yeah. Hmm. Quad bikes. Now, I have a slightly different take that actually he, he's just been businesslike. Mm-hmm. He's got his orders, right? And now he's going to fulfill the orders by actually buying the stuff. So he knows yeah. the money's there. But, you know, the, you know, the reaction on the Twitters was that he was worse than Del Boy Trotter. Now, yes, he is, you know, in terms of potentially uh, wanting to commit fraud, not potentially actually wanting to commit fraud. That's wrong. But actually what he was doing was actually really pretty smart. I think we have a big... I think in America he'd be be lauded for being entrepreneurial and here he is loathed for being a cocky little shite. <laughs> it's kind of, it's two sides of the same coin. Um, well, no, I think, I, I, I think the, I, you're onto something, but I don't think it's the whole picture because number one, to be able to, you know, there's a demand for something, I will go and get the product which is in demand. I do not want to have it sat on a shelf or in a garage depreciating whatever mm. as soon as you say you want it i'll go find it that smart yeah. full stop yeah his yeah. attitude his it's attitude, not holding stock exactly yeah. his attitude is all wrong and he's a copy yeah. little shit yeah because yeah. uh you know the way he's kind of speaking to people and stuff is completely and utterly wrong and whatever however what he's doing is really smart and i and i kind of got the impression of people saying oh this is really spiv behavior no it's not it's pretty smart behavior yeah. however yeah. he is a cocky little spiff but it's also the way he's talking to Toby, uh, the way he's talking to Rex. Yeah. Um, you know, he says, how are you? Right, anyway, can you go and do this for me? You know, it's sort of very offhand and people won't want to work for him. But then, um, you know, it, it's, you know, Adam said in, the, in, in, um, in this week, he said, uh, uh, you don't have to be liked to be a good boss. Mm. And I think you need to be respected and nobody's going to res- nobody respects somebody that's just rude and you know mm. 
indifferent to them and that's what he is he's just self-obsessed but he's kind of panicky because he's so terrified that he's going to get this wrong and uh be humiliated in front of his sister humiliated in front of his parents that half of the 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 very rapid decisions he makes are driven out of sort of panic and then he he kind of just makes a decision and then thinks oh shit and then has to sort of backfill frantically to to and and then then the silly decisions come in then then the dodgy tactics come in Mm. yeah 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 um all right uh have we filled enough now yeah Awesome. Right, now it's time for a bit of this then. Oh. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who's first, Lucy? Why is the phone still ringing when she's answered? Uh, Because I haven't edited <laughs> it, the file completely and so <laughs> when I switched it off. I was thinking, Thank I'm you. sure I'd have noticed that. that out, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, my God, 200 episodes. Have we done that every single time? No, no it's because, you know, because we're trying yeah. something new. Yes. and Right. But I will edit down the call. It's good to experiment. Confidence. It stops things getting stale, Roy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that, <laughs> do you take that attitude into the boudoir? <laughs> Or is that a different podcast? That's a different podcast. Okay. Uh, shall we have... Who shall we have? Let's have Glyn. Hello, Dumpty Dum and all in Dumpty Dum land. It's Glyn here. Thursday night call. Uh, lots of things happening in the Archers this week. But uh, first of all, I see from the Twitters that our fellow Dumpty Dumber, Dusty Substances, has fallen, broken her ankle and has had to wait around for an operation and that all sounds a bit terrible, so I think um, I'd love to use the uh, airwaves of Dumpty Dum here to send my best regards and hope all fellow Dumpty Dummers feel the same. And perhaps we should all have a little um, sympathy limp for a few seconds. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to the archers. Uh, Pip's been kicked in the face by a cow. Mm, struggling to find any sympathy there. So let's move on to <laughs> Helen. Um, like little, noise. Interesting little cameo with her this week, reminding us of what you know Helen was like before uh, Rob came onto the scene, uh, controlling, telling her parents where to get off and all that kind of stuff, and um, just you know wondering why is that setting us up for something else uh, in her story? Well, let's wait and see. Uh, Josh. Well, I think somebody suggested Josh had been to the Eddie Grundy School of Business Management when the loader was stolen. I have to say, I think he's been to the Matt Crawford School of Management Ethics Mm. when it comes to his behaviour over the insurance um, uh, scams that he's been proposing, which is um, nothing short of disgraceful. And um, uh, in the old days, the BBC would never even stoop to... um, <laughs> uh, broadcast uh, uh, such things, I'm sure. But um, anyway, I think that's uh, that's enough for me. So uh, uh, I hope everybody has a great week in uh, in Dumpty Dumland. And again, Dusty, uh, hope you get better soon. And thank you very much to all involved. Oh, see, that was... that's me in my two minute cutoff. You see, I've baffled everybody. Mm. 
and, and he was almost timing it to perfection. But that one makes all the difference, yep. doesn't it, Lucy? Yep. All right. Oh, yes. Get better <laughs> next week, Glyn. Come on, pull your socks up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and get well soon, dusty, hop along substances. Yeah, I, I love you know. the, you know, the limp in sympathy. Yeah. The limpathy simp. Yeah. That's what we need. That's it. Simp. Well done. Um, um, I think, though, that when Eddie pointed out to Josh, he said, that's the kind of thing you can get banged up for. Josh suddenly went, what, prison? Oh, oh, well, no, no, but well, I didn't say anything then. And I just genuinely think he doesn't know. I think he's incredibly naive. Hmm. Can, can I let you into um, a little a little family secret, Lucy? Yes. All right. Um, it's the 1970s. Picture a little, a little black family in Birmingham uh, wearing bell-bottom trousers and having big afros. It's the 1970s. Right, okay. and we are. My mum and dad I'm had. I'm picturing the Jackson Five now, but anyway, yes, well, Jackson Three or the Brown Three okay. is what we were. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this little semi-detached house. It was next to a gully, right? So there's a little driveway next to our house. Now, we, uh, my my parents, that realised uh, after we were broken in by the second time that um, we're prone to be broken into because people could just drive their car to the side of the house yeah. then round the back, jump over the fence. First time this happened, I'm about six. I remember it vividly. We come home from visiting an aunt and the house had just been ransacked. We go upstairs, my mum's jewellery is everywhere. Oh. And I remember saying, Glenn, they've gone through my jewellery. And I never got my mum crying her eyes out. Oh. All right. It was horrible. Happened again about two years later. Broken into it. And I can remember the tread marks on the kitchen worktop uh, surface where somebody had gone in through the window. The third time it happened, Luce, right, no tears, no histrionics from my parents. Right. Ah. Right. Now, <laughs> you kind of know where this is going. I know. I, yes. I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting a, yeah. No histrionics at all. My dad did a recce of every room of the house and said, right, they haven't, they haven't taken a thing. They've obviously just been disturbed. He said, son, get the speaker boxes in the attic. Everything of value is going into the attic. <gasps> right. Yeah. And then he called the police. And he right. said, we've been cleaned out. Lucy, <gasps> I've never been so nervous as a little 10-year-old sat on that settee when my dad was lying through his teeth, right, and the police officers, a man and a woman, as, as clear as day, 38 years later, I, I can see them in front of me. And she had a little notepad. And, oh, so, Mr. Brown, what has been taken? He said, me, me speakers and me stereo system is gone, <laughs> officer. <laughs> <laughs> We've been cleaned out. They have Scotland with the good <laughs> <laughs> And I was there quivering and shaking. You know, he should have turned to me and said, what's gone? And I said, he's lying, it's all upstairs. I was <laughs> so scared, Lucy. <laughs> right. And then 20 minutes, they went, and my dad went, right, get everything down now, son. Come on, right? And wow. Right, so, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning insurance fraud. 
but my poor parents had been through the mill right that in hindsight i understand what they did i don't condone it i'm not saying i would have done it and the only thing i can say to pull this back down to the archers is that you know josh was in a pickle but he should not have even you know thought mm. to do this let alone to go and ask eddie it's one thing it's like yeah. aside to his father to yeah. say hey dad you know can you help us out here yeah. that's one thing yeah to go and ask eddie yeah. oh come on now yeah. josh yeah slap yeah. across the face anyway yeah, mm. yeah. yes uh, i'm very shocked by this I'm not sure I can continue with the podcast. <laughs> I am consorting with a known felon. No, no. Listen, I was an innocent bystander. I just, I saw the fraud well, being committed. Go and get it. Go and get the stuff down from the last boy. Where are we Dad? Yeah. Anyway. So, Glyn, awesome call. Uh, who's next, Lucy? Um, Debs from Germany. All right, we can do Debs in Germany when I press this. Good evening, Royfield, Lucy, Naked Fingers, Jacoba, and everybody in Dumsey Dumland. It's Debs from Germany here. Haven't called in for a while because I've had some speak pipe issues. Uh, Royfield very kindly messaged me to get the source down. And then, sod's law, I had absolutely nothing that I wanted to say that I thought everybody else hadn't got to before I did. But this week is completely different. Justin is really showing his true colours again, isn't he? And for those of you that thought that he was the (laughs) safe option and Matt was the naughty boy, but the attractive boy, I just want to say to Lillian, run. Run now. Cancel the photographers. Cancel Lower Loxley cancel absolutely everything you are not swapping the hurly-burly of the chaise long for the deep deep piece of the double bed this man is going to screw with you in a way that matt never did and the difference is is that matt didn't ever drag you away from family parties didn't do any of the things that justin's doing to you you are going to get hurt you didn't want to marry him anyway you just thought that maybe you should stop pull away now. Um, and the other thing I wasn't saying, how very, very glad I was that the Helen surrogate storyline got stopped in its tracks so quickly. I can imagine the scriptwriters meeting going, good to go with this. And then the producer said, absolutely not. I just could not have gone through another bad pregnancy, all the angst to everything else. And so I'm so thankful that that isn't going to be an option. I hope I've made the cut. I hope you haven't recorded this before um, I've managed to rung in, rung in. And I wish you all a lovely weekend. Thank you, Debs. Um, by the way, Debs is now on Twitter. She keeps sending messages going, am I doing this right? She's on <laughs> at Debs from G. So everybody must follow her. Toot sweet. Um, I could not agree more. If... In that situation, it had been Matt and Lillian at the boring business networking thing. Lillian getting a bit pissy boots and telling rude jokes. Matt would have told better jokes. He would not have said, God, so embarrassing yourself. Ugh. It's just horrible. And it's not. It really, really doesn't bode well if he's doing that already and they're not married yet. Ugh. Run, 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 Lillian. I agree with Debs. Lucy. Mm. I... I've, this is a common refrain from me that the Archers has actually been the Helen Archer show for up until the end of the, the Rob storyline. It had been that way from, you know, pre Rob for at least three years beforehand. Since 
the birth of Henry. It's been the Helen Archer show. When she said she wanted to be the surrogate, mm. and Pat went, what? Yeah. Right. I need... And 35,000 other people all went, what? <laughs> Lucy, I nearly exploded. Mm. I nearly, seriously, bought myself a ticket to fly back to London just to picket Broadcasting House. Seriously. I I was horrified in... It isn't just the preposterousness of, the whole, of that as a storyline. I don't care for the character. I, or more to the point, I don't hear anything significant from the character for the next three years. I really mm. don't. Take a back seat. Mm. She's an amazing... Is it not enough that you're in Coronation Street to settle well, for that? <laughs> well, even How many that other thought, do you want to be on? Even that thought did run through my mind. She's an amazing <laughs> actor. And I don't want people to think that I, you know, I'm disparaging her, her uh, as a professional. It's because she's so bloody good. But we've just mm. devoted so much time and yeah. energy and oxygen to this woman. I just really take a bloody back seat, right, for the next yeah. three years. Don't hear a peep out of her other than... But also, Hello. It's, re- it's, re- <laughs> it's really interesting that it shows the kind of the laxity of the surrogacy, um, uh, the, the, the legality surrounding surrogacy. A woman that's just got off a manslaughter charge and has two two children suffer um both of whom she nearly died with preeclampsia on both times mm. one of whom was the subject of an attempted abduction could within a year be a surrogate for someone else well this hadn't gone any further than her just kind of thinking about mm. it but still i think it was genius of the script writers to say well helen being helen and wanting yeah. to save everybody, she would yeah. hold her hand up and say, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. But, you mm. know, but then she'd have a think about it and go, mm, actually, no. Right. And, yeah. and how would it affect, you know, her two other children? The fact that, yeah, mom can just give up a child and just, you know, even yeah. if it, it, not to strangers, admittedly, but to, to other members of the family. But seriously, I was so angry. Nothing has got me more angry in the archers than that for 24 hours until she stood down. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I was forming petitions. No, hi, Simmer. Oh, God. Yeah, I seriously, I was going to do somebody a mischief. But anyway, so thank God that storyline did not come to pass. Yes, I think we all breathed a sigh of relief. It was, you know, I don't think I could cope with Pat as well, clocking round her for another nine months. Well, you know, and all all of that. I've discovered something, right? And I'm going to slightly revise an opinion I have of a a character. I've always been a big fan of Ian. And I've always said that Ian was the moral conscience of, of the show, of of the writers anyway, that he plays it with a straight bat, he's thoughtful, considerate, he's even-handed, which is another way of saying thoughtful and considerate, but, you know, he's just a good egg. He doesn't have a side yeah. to him, Ian. He's fucking potty, right? Don't get <laughs> me wrong. I appreciate that you want to become a parent, right? I really do, right? But come on, right? He's making yeah. me actually feel sorry for Adam, He's boxing yeah. Adam into how the hell would somebody with his emotional intelligence 
um, react other than like with horror when Helen says, "Yeah, I'll carry a baby for you." Yeah, he should have says, yeah. "You're mad, woman. You're just, yeah. you're just you, you know, you, you nearly got sent down to clink for murdering somebody. Yes, you were pushed yeah. into it massively. Chill out, relax for a few years. Yeah. You don't need yeah. this stress on your head." I was yeah. like, "Come on, Ian. Now you're not the person yeah. I thought you were." And I've got to say. Top banana, well done to the writers for actually showing us that Ian isn't just some kind of saint. He's not just Saint yeah. Ian that comes up with great bollabons out of uh, the Great Gables <laughs> kitchen. That actually and, be and a good bits bloody... of advice to all the female exactly. characters. Yeah. Exactly, he's a bloody Burke. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah. I, 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 that's it. My anger is being spent. Uh, on chill out now. <laughs> I feel Buddhist... spent, everybody. We can all relax. Yeah, the Buddhism um... can kick back in now. <laughs> God, I was so angry. <laughs> you can't swing from psychopath to Buddhist on a whim, you know. It's not in the manual. Um, Titian, now. Hello, Titian here. Um, haven't dialed in for ages, but there's so many fun things going on. I thought I'd uh, give you a bit of waffle. Um, I hope they bring back Lexi. I loved Roy having a bit of love interest with someone who didn't uh, fire him. I was wondering, is it normal for multiple surrogates to approach couples? I mean, poor Adam. He probably thought it'd be safe to agree to what Ian wanted because they didn't think they'd bloody find one. I'm loving, <laughs> loving the comedy of Kate. My children have always given me such joy. And Adam's reply, have they? But I do feel really cheated that uh, we didn't hear everybody's feedback at her birthday because I loved how badly she took it. It was brilliant. I wouldn't say nolly, nollitondu. It's not me anymore. Reminds me of Johnny Vegas' drunk sister in Benidorm. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. Um, since when does uh, Lillian hate attending annoy, um, and arranging events? I think good honour for standing up for Justin, but it's a little bit out of character, even if she is cheesed off. I thought there was um, an interesting assertion of the word mistress into their awkward farewell as well. Um, I know he's up to something, but I really hope he brings Charlie back. Sorry for the noise in the background. That's my dog chewing on a reindeer horn. Anyway, ta-ta for now. Bye. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, that party where people were wandering around saying, hello, would you like me to have your baby? Sounded like a kind of a really bizarre swingers party. Do you remember that one of my favourite Victoria Wood lines ever was when she was describing, she said, I went to a, one of those car key parties once. She said, I don't know who got my Fiat, but I was driving that Volvo for years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so just clean to side. Um, uh, yes, that was an extremely bizarre, and if ever you wanted to put anybody off surrogacy, i.e. Adam, that would be the very way to do it. Um, take them to a party where, you know, these women are wandering, and it's just, bizarre the whole thing was really peculiar people they don't know that they've met online it's the whole thing was just really nuts um and yes i completely agree lillian you know she she the, but the, was that did she only like those networking events which are incredibly tedious as you know we all know um did she only like them because it enabled her to get close to justin when he was sexy justin rather than Quite boring, just in which he is now. I, I've no idea. I I, I don't quite. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to start again. 
I don't quite understand where this storyline is going, but I like where it's going. I like the、mm. fact that I don't quite understand what's going on. Yes, Justin, as a previous caller has said, is、um, is up to no good up there in Scotland or wherever the heck he, you know, he, he's going, and he's definitely cooled, and he's becoming much more of a traditional man of that age and of that class in terms of how he sees his partner. Let shall we say, right? So he wants to now control her business and whatever, but、yeah. her reaction. To to everything, it is interesting as well, and I don't quite understand. But I'm, I'm in, I'm in for it for the for the ride and for the journey.、Mm. So I don't know. What、Rich. do you reckon he's doing in Scotland? Do you think it is Charlie? I mean, I don't mean he's doing Charlie. He's got. I mean, <laughs> what? <do you> hope? <laughs> Justin's on. Do you think? <laughs> he wouldn't. He'd speak faster if he was. I think. Do you, um. Because the, when he answered the phone, he said, "Is this is this a good time? This isn't a good time. So can you make this quick?" And and if he was trying to sort of court Charlie back, he wouldn't use that tone to him. So does well, that mean that know, he was always really brusque with Charlie, though, wasn't he? He was always offhand. He completely not. In fact,、did. he was so brusque that we started to think for a while that yeah, Charlie was his well, son or something. We, we. I, I did, I did. Yes, me. You. Yes, I'll hold my hand up to that lunatic、uh, mm-hmm. supposition. But anyway. Yeah, so so we would, think it is. We think it is a Charlie Thomas thing, do we? I I want it to be. I want it to、mm. be because Charlie Charlie was a great character, and he put the cat amongst the pigeons with Adam and Ian. And as I said a, a couple of weeks ago, I just find them pair crushingly boring. I and I know that is the point. I get the point. The point is, it's the first established gay、yeah. couple. In the village, and they're not going to play up to gay tropes.、Yeah. I get that, but God,、yeah. let them just be interesting. Yeah, you know. And I've always been a big Ian fan, but come on now,、yeah. come on now.、Yeah. And this is actually not the device to do it. This storyline with the surrogacy, because we're all just kind of just ro- rolling our eyes, and that's nothing. Which is, you know, it's nothing to do with homophobia. It's just the dynamic, the the dynamic of them actually as a couple, as a team, actually doesn't really work. It doesn't, you know. No, and, no, it doesn't. You're right. Yeah, you know, and compare and contrast that with with Pip and and Toby, and we're all. Kind of, we we've understood what happened before in the past. He was a little bit kind, you know. He he seemed exciting. She kind of got with him. It was all a big mistake. He subconsciously used her. He didn't set out to use her, but he did. He relied upon her financially, etc., etc. He's he's now starting to realise the error of his ways, but he's making somewhat of a, somewhat of a success of his business, and genuinely misses her. And you can kind of see that, and they're slowly kind of coming back together. Whereas this pair, even you know, they had—they、um, were still boring when they were shagging other people in car parks, exactly, weren't they? Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. Even when Ian、um, was understandably upset that he discovered that Adam had gone off with Charlie, what real pathos? Or sympathy? Did we re- even really feel for him? Other than you yes, your partner think, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Do you know what I think? Part of the problem is what I think it's Adam's delivery. I, I think I he gives every he gives just... everything this this sort of film noir urgency 
whatever it is, you know, when he says, are you coming in for breakfast, Dad? Well, hello, Adam, are you coming in? Your mother's made some bacon sandwiches. Are you coming in for breakfast? Brian, I can't. I've got to get this thing done. <laughs> you know, and you think, what? You're only changing a bloody tyre. Yeah, he does but sound it's like, like a catch. You know, I have to character. save the Western world no, from, right, from right. conspiracy, you know. You, you, you are right. And so it... there's nowhere to go when he does get really het up. Mm. He hasn't got another gear to go into mm. because everything is always like this. Everything's on a knife edge all the time. Yeah. yeah and he's doing, he's, he's got his British, best British resolve to keep things going. And, and he is the archetypal male character who sighs. There's so many yeah. sighs to a and a sigh, and you know. No, <laughs> that's the John Finnemore thing, isn't it? Hello, man who man who yeah. sounds tired all the time. Hello, other man who sounds tired all the time. Yeah. But to, to be fair to the actor that plays Adam, whose name I, I do not recollect, so I, I do apologise to you, sir, if you are a listener of Dum Dum. Uh, what I would say is that there have been some some lighter moments with the character of Adam with Kate, which might actually be this week. I, I really can't remember. But, you know, that he, he can switch the character and the actor. Let's say the actor primarily can switch a gear and actually have the odd bit of comedy. And, and yeah. I think that is one of the reasons why we've never really taken to the character of Adam because he's always been exasperated and with this border just beneath the surface level of anger. Yeah. He's ready to just kick off at Brian, isn't he? He's just exasperated at everybody exactly. all the time. Whereas mm. just about every other character has those, as you said, you know, has those other gears and that other gear can be a bit of comedy. You know, David... Mm. Can you know there's there's his interaction with Kenton? It's comedic, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it isn't just him and Ruth playing it pretty straight and yeah. whatever. You know, every other character has um, some other person in the village who they react to, and it's just for laughs, mm. or at least laughs are there. Adam doesn't have that with anybody, and no. that's the reason why we just go, oh, it's Adam again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he did have that with Kate this week, so... Um, Good. Yeah, right. I am a, a soothsayer looking into the future. Because <laughs> we're not talking about right, this Now you've finished saying your suits, then let's have Magic Badger. Oh, all right then. Hello, Dumpty Dummers everywhere. Magic Badger here. Second time caller innerer. Calling innering from Magic Badger <laughs> Studio in New Brighton, a.k.a. the Scout Riviera with another round of wildly inaccurate plot predictions. Excellent. Okay, here we go. Along with everybody else, <laughs> I've been bored stiff by the Adam and Ian baby saga. And I think we all knew what was coming several weeks ago. And we could just imagine that look of abject horror on Adam's face when Helen handed Jack over to him to take care of for, I don't know, ten seconds. She packed away all the picnic paraphernalia. And in the background, you could hear Ian and Henry frolicking idyllically. I do actually think they'll go through with it. They'll find a surrogate and end up acquiring a little cherub. But the trouble's going to come further down the line, I think. I'm guessing that the gestation period of a human baby and that of an industrial pig unit are roughly the same. (laughs) That's going to open the door for the return of Charlie Thomas as a manager of the new facility. And you know, Adam, he just can't help himself. When faced between the choice of yet another sleepless night spent changing nappies or the prospect of a quickie behind the back of a high-tech abattoir... I think the temptation would be just too great. The summer's other dull as dishwater storyline, this affordable housing and 
Ed Nemmers whining about undeserving cases getting a house before they do. Uh, that might get a bit of a kick up the arse if Ursula were to come back to the village. She was a nasty piece of work, but her husband was worse, and if she somehow managed to do a Helen on him, but finished the job, uh, she could come back the grieving, <laughs> impoverished widow, desperate to be closer to little Gideon. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. And with the surprising success of Toby's scruff gin, I'm also looking forward to other Ambridge pets getting in on the act with some other domestic livestock-sponsored products coming to the market. I don't know, maybe a Hilda Ogden flick knife would do well, and perhaps we'll eventually be able to go to B&Q and buy some commemorative Bartleby glue. That's all for now. Keep up the good work, everyone. Over and out. He's great. Why does He's he very do? funny. <laughs> Which of us hasn't had a quickie behind a high-tech abattoir, man? <laughs> The magic badger. <laughs> don't be so, don't be so uh, bourgeois. Um, you need to call my favorite in more, thi- more often, sir. Uh, go on. One of my favourite things was uh, was his pronunciation of the name Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> We've been calling her Ursula for ages, and he's just going with Ursula. Um, yes, the Hilda Ogden flick knife. I like that too. Uh, I like that prediction, and I had completely forgotten about the pigging pig unit reopening mm. and you are quite right and maybe that is what he's talking to charlie about hoorah yes yeah well yeah we kind of foreshadowed a lot of what he said in terms of our response yes we did but yeah. he said it in a funnier way than we did so that's fine i we'll think just he should be hosting this show uh, that was a tour de force <laughs> that was a two minute guffaw thon so well done <laughs> Oh, we've had an email oh, from Maisie Jet yes. with a plot prediction. Mm-hmm. She says, Ed and Emma talking AI being the way to profit from the Texel sheep. Soon, Emma will be persuading Ed to the benefit of AI. No, she means to persuading Ed to benefit from AI care of Ian and Adam to get the money they need for house. Appreciate this financial transaction cloaked in secrecy since illegal surrogate baby girl will fall in love with george grundy not realizing that they are brother and sister hilarious consequences all round she says <laughs> question mark question mark question mark hmm yes Sounds a bit Thomas like Game of again it's Game of Thrones isn't it it does Daenerys yeah. and Jon Snow but I think the Emma because Adam's always liked Emma she needs money. They're not allowed to do it in this country, so there will be some... It will have to be cloaked in secrecy, um, as Maisie Jet says. But I think that's a cracking plot prediction and actually would would uh, sort of give Ed and Emma that sort of lift that they need to um, to sort themselves out. Mm, bonkers. You can't be serious. No, I think that's what's going to happen. Well, if it happens, it's bonkers. Adam. Do you have a bet? Adam, for all of his, you know, your incredibly dreariness, right? At least he's sane, right? Are you seriously going to say to a woman in a village of what, 80 people? There's only ever 80 characters in the archers, right? Bring up this child for, sorry, not bring up this child. No, just date, uh, you know, this child for us, please. And it's just no. I sure, surely, and people can tell me I'm wrong here, right? But successful surrogacy, you need distance between the the person who births a child and the people who are going to bring it up. You know, physical distance, because otherwise it's just too confusing. Surely. Hmm. Well, I don't know. 
But well, well I do you're know saying that you it's do. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I really think it's gonna happen. Oh, By the way, cool. I do love the way that yes. Ed talks about Texel sheep as if they're smack. <laughs> he kind of says, "I can, I can handle. I'll just, I'll just do a couple of Texel sheep, Emma. Honestly, I can, I can, I can take Texel sheep, or I can leave them alone. You know, it's, it's just, just this one Texel sheep, Emma. No, Ed, we've been through this before. Just three. Oh, all right then, just three. Oh, thanks, Emma. Yeah. <laughs> Old oh, habits die hard. <laughs> but I did think that was." As, as a little bottle episode because i think wasn't that the episode where there was a lot of emma and she and it wasn't just yeah. emma emma and ed it was emma and somebody else and i forget who who she was talking to um as well helen helen exactly um but as a bottle episode um i thought that was great but yeah. also the way that they come came to a resolution with her initial reaction being this is bonkers we need to safeguard yeah. this money etc cetera, etc cetera. then her realizing and then saying it to ed that i realize this is important to you and you need to have your own aspirations as well i like the way though the money was given to him mm-hmm. and she says and he has to ask her if he can do it and she gets the casting vote on whether or not they do it well, if that was the other way around, you wouldn't like it, would you? No, it's just interesting. It's a dynamic. He, it was like he was talking to his mum. Oh, thanks, mum, when she said but yes. No, but, they, but you know what, though? But they're a team, though, aren't they? <laughs> so do you remember um, some months ago we talked about um, Fallon and Harrison and mm-hmm. the fact that Harrison was the one who had the savings, but he was prepared to... Uh, yes have the house 50 50 yeah yeah and we were saying but that's just what couples do now there Mm -hmm. was a listener um one Catherine Kavanagh that said no and she thought that we somewhat were disparaging to her point of view that um Fallon should if she can't go into this thing kind of 50 50 financially she shouldn't do it and there are downsides etc and I'm sure probably legally there actually are but primarily when you when you get married to somebody you're not talking about just cohabiting but you know married to somebody um not that uh, legalities do not matter but you don't do it thinking of the law do you, you do it because you actually you love this person and you want to share things with them and everything with them so i i think it was an astute observation of yours that um she obviously you know he is working She's doing three jobs and bringing up the, yeah. these children, yeah. but yeah. Um, she has the financial purse strings, you know, and mm. and that isn't. But then a she's always been so much more sensible yes. than he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I well, would trust Emma more than I'd trust him. Having gonna... two brothers and having babies by both of them, sensible, but not. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> if, it, if you were going to send somebody with your card to the cash machine mm. with your pin, would you send Ed or Emma? Well, depends if there's a Coke dealer next to the cash machine. You, you, you never see the cash <laughs> <laughs> A technical dealer. <laughs> you just got out the sheep. They ain't got no 20s, so I got you a sheep. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's emails dealt with. We're coming to... Yeah. The, all right, yeah. so now it's time for us to take a brief little, little uh, sojourn and then come back the other side with some Millie Bell action. Oh, by the way, uh, mm. Lucy. Yeah. You know what I'm sipping on right now? Mm, don't know. 
Well, it's not a fisherman. Camp Brent. Coffee. Yes, Camp Coffee. There you go, uh, Camp Coffee, because we're sending you a proposal for you to oh sponsor God. us. Yes, I haven't done that yet, have I? Sorry. Mm. Sorry. All right, so uh, Camp Coffee is the elixir of gods. Love it. It's black gold. Love Camp Coffee. I drink it three times a day, puts air on my chest and really clears. You haven't at... got any hair on your chest. I'm... You said that last oh, week. All right, Lucy. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just pimping the show for Camp Coffee so they'll sponsor us. All right. All right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people, the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Bake Off is back on your TV this week, albeit on a new channel and with new presenters, so it's good to know there's one thing you can rely on, and that is Cat and Mim with their soggy bottoms. Go to iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And remember, to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message.
G'day, everyone. I notice that the speak pipe has now changed from five minutes to two minutes, <laughs> oh, so I'm going to have to get <laughs> Sorry, Millie very quickly. Oh, dear. On the Dumbsham Forum, there was a really interesting post about the September 2017 stats, and as raw data alone, it is very interesting, so I suggest you go there. Discussions about Adam and Ian's bundle of blah, Pip and Toby, Lexi and Roy, and Team Dusty, Lindy Bots, and the Panto. So please go to dumptydum.com forward slash forums. I'm going to have to go very quickly through Facebook this week, so I'm really sorry to all those people that I wanted to uh, name in particular. But we talked about, I'll just tell you what we talked about, so you can jump onto Facebook if you'd like to join in. We talked about tip, Pip's temp work, um, which was clearly flagged um, as something was going to happen with that plot line, and there's a. Um, we wondered what else has been flagged that we might discuss in the future or might see happening on the Archer. So go and have a look at that. There were some very interesting suggestions. Some very good uh, financial advice from Robin Winning when we talked about Josh playing a financially dangerous game. Uh, very sensible, and it makes you wonder where, the, where they're getting their uh, information from about finance and particularly insurance on the Archers. Uh, we also talked about whether Lillian should merge her business with Justin's. I was going to read some out, but I'm telling you the majority said absolutely not. Uh, we also gave you the opportunity to give Katie Kate some positive and critical feedback for her 40th, and there were some really funny ones on there, so I uh, suggest you get involved in that. Uh, we also talked about Emma, you're a star, Josh, you're a fly boy, and Pip Run, it's a trap. And finally, because it is Saturday, we've been talking about holidays. What's the best holiday you've ever had? What's the worst place you've ever been and why? So if you'd like to get uh, involved in any of these, do jump on. And meanwhile, I'll talk to the lovely Roy and find out why I only get two minutes. Until next time, <laughs> hooroo. Yes, do talk to talk to Roy about no, that. No, talk to Lucy, <laughs> Millie. I'm no, sorry. No. It was only afterwards that I re- it was only when I checked this week that I realised that it also cut off Millie Bell. Hmm. Well, is there another way Millie Bell can do yes. her thing? Millie, Millie, just send me a message, and there is there is a way around it. Right. Sorry, Millie so, Bell. Right. So, uh, right then, um, shall we do your tweets of the last seven days? We should. Uh, Victoria G. I have never asked my family to say what they honestly think of me. Indeed, I have often asked them not to. <laughs> I think that's like an awful lot of us. Uh, Pajama Llama said, remember Mads, everyone? She was Ian's best friend for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, appeared, disappeared, and apparently ruined his life. What rubbish. Um, oh, another Pajama Llama one. We've got two Pajama Llamas this week. Beautiful or useful? That's Pip out on her ear then. Yes, quite, quite right. And Ian and Sibel. During uh, um, the uh, when Ed was talking about how all the all the tractor work had gone had gone to Johnny and you know everybody makes money except him, is Ed about to break out into Oh Jeremy Corbyn? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is definitely something of that feeling about the Grundies at the moment. Uh, and Scarlet Sparrow one wins tweet of the week with. Which village woman will be the surrogate? My bet is Emma. Ed can have a ram and Emma gets a deposit. Hey. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> hey, they were some good tweets then. Um, right, let's wrap this mama jammer up. Um, I'll do the bits that Lucy never never puts in, 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 the, in the show rundown. Dumdydum.com, go there, it's got a shop. Now, 
Um, I know that I haven't really mentioned the shop in quite some time, but it's now time for us to dust off the shop. And I've said this before, I'm actually going to do it now. Uh, they're going to be, there's going to be many more dum-de-dum goodies there for Christmas. Now, you're probably listening to this show vicariously because your partner, is, is, the headphones are so loud, you can hear every word that I'm saying. So you're probably going, I bloody, you know, bloody hate that dum-de-dum. But I know that my partner, who's like probably gently snoring next to me, does, right, with the headphones on. Go on to our shop in time for Christmas. Go buy <gasps> some swag. Yes. Yeah. So what Lucy's going to do, Lucy in the next week is going to come up with some yeah. pithy phrases, some jokes. Lucy's to-do list is getting noticeably right. longer. And then we're going to put yes. them on mugs, cups, yes. T-shirts, coasters, whatever, because this Christmas is going to be a dum de dum Christmas, folks. So go on to dumdedum.com now, hit shop, have a look around. If you see something you like, great, buy it. If you, if you, find, if you see that there's something on there which you know that a loved one I would really appreciate, buy it. But trust me, in the next month, more dum de dum goodies will be on our shop. So dumdedum.com, go there, it's got a shop. Also, Tractor. Now, I know that I've been wittering on uh, for about the last six months about doing meetups in Birmingham, uh, whiskey meetups in London, and, I, and I've just, I've spunked it up the wall. I, it's, it's not happened. Right, it's going to happen in San Francisco. Uh, Robin Winning, who was mentioned in dispatches from Millie Bell, um, she, she lives up there in, in Sonoma. I'm going to do a dum-de-dum meetup in San Francisco because the last time we did it, we had about 12 people turn up. It was most awesome. So um, if you are anywhere in the Bay Area area of uh, California, uh, in the next four weeks, it's going to happen and I'm going to work it out. It probably will end up being in in the city in San Francisco, probably in the Mission, probably at Pie Bar like we did before. As a venue, it worked out really well, uh, but it is going to happen before Christmas. But go on to dumdydum.com, go to Tractor, pin yourself to that map so that you can be alerted and be uh, warned of, of meetups and things like that because people can then message you and say, hey, I want to... Ha- um, hook up and uh, let's talk about the archers and, and maybe Dumdy Dum 2 into the bargain. So that's dumdydum.com. It's got his Dumdy Mogs and, and Dogs too. So there you go. All right. Now, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast survives on the enthusiasm of you and I uh, and Robert because of our love. And flop all else. That's what it <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Camp Coffee. Camp Coffee, we're going to come and sponsor us. But it fundamentally survives off uh, the fact that we've got nothing else better to do with our time than talk about the yeah. archers. And then we have a whole panoply, a whole cast of literally of thousands around the globe that kind of contribute as well. But there is another way in which people can help us, isn't there? If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com oh that, that that was nice and quick it's so quick that i hadn't even got to, to my little bit right now remember folks to get in contact uh, and get on the show you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe, which does work with the latest update of ios i've now been told so go onto your phone and just uh, hit that red tab on dumdum.com and then it turns your phone into a microphone and you can talk to us you can leave us a caller in or a message or 
if you're on some old crappy phone that doesn't have such like things like iOS or the latest version of Android, you can call us on 02030313105 to leave us a message the good old fashioned way. Now, if that don't work for you, you can even send us an email if you go on to dumdydum.com by hitting the contact tab. Now, um, if you want to uh, find and follow me or Lucy um, on social media, specifically Twitter, you can find us where we are at dumdydum. I am um, at Royfield. And hmm, I've got this all about the Fritz because we've changed this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, right. And, then, and I am apparently at Naked Fingers. Yes. So there we are. <laughs> and then on Facebook, there's got there's there's a shed load of you on there each week there's new people joining that facebook group and i've just got to uh, i'm going to wind this back a second because i did say earlier uh, that um lucy i and robert um do this because we, we love the archers and that, that goes without saying and uh, we do have a, a cast of thousands and, and and that cast is slowly getting bigger and bigger not just in terms of listenership, but also people who are giving of their time. So in the last two weeks, um, Izzy Brook, listener Izzy Brook, has started to work with me uh, to try and uh, kind of get, get some kind of sponsorships and, and, and things and whatever. So thank you for that, Izzy. But then also, um, I just want to say thank you again to Millie Bell and, and to Yoko yeah. Bear because they did so much work Woo-hoo! and... Um, you know, for absolutely no reward other than they just just <laughs> apart from me knocking three minutes off their time yeah. without even having the decency to tell them. Yeah, but as I as, as I said, yeah. Millie, if you just message me, Millie, there, there, there is a way around it. Um, but and then Millie has been working so hard for over three years uh, doing this. Um, so big ups to you, Millie, and then also Yokel Bear, the king of the tweets. So you've probably noticed, dear listener that um, on Twitter, our output has uh, kicked up in the last couple of months or so, not just in the terms of the amount of tweets, but also in just the the sheer funniness of them. And that is down to a, a Mr. Yokel Bear. Yeah. And so we've got to say, uh, you know, big ups to you. In fact, it's so funny that as I keep saying frequently, I keep marking them up as tweets of the week and then realising they've come from us. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking, oh, bugger. Yeah. There, there, there is one tweet in particular, which has got, the last time I looked, about 194 retweets, which is, <laughs> to say that is a dum-de-dum record is putting it mildly. So Millie Bell and Yokel Bear. Uh, you know, thank you for all of your sterling support and, and work that you do um, on behalf of um, Lucy and I at Dumpty Dum. So, so thank you for everything. Uh, Lucy, uh, any last thoughts, any Parthian shots, any parting shots before we say goodbye? Well, I need to go and investigate because Sam Dean has just said we've lost another editor. So have we, have we, is, is he going, Hugh thingy? Wow. Well, if that is the case, um, well, I think that... Us. Oh, well... yes, no, he's gone to join the... He's... Oh. Oh, see you then. He's gone to... We've only just welcomed him, and now he's off. Um, He's gone to join the commissioning team at ITV. Hmm. Well, it's a loss Ooh, for us, okay. because I oh. think we've... 
at least some of you know, us older Archer listeners have all appreciated that definitely in the last month or so there has been yeah. a definite turn where thing old Ambry seems to have come back you know um yeah. and we've got to be you know we, we, we and we need to really appreciate when we have an editor that seems to understand the very nuance of the whole show uh and you know we're gonna you know it's it, with trepidation that we welcome on the, the new person let's hope that uh the powers that be that will appoint them will make the right decision in that regard yeah. hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.